What's going on, guys? Welcome back to episode 11 of The Fade. Once again, I'm joined by my colleagues, Cam Britt, Ethan McLeod, Dylan Pupo, and Steve Laurie. Nothing really too interesting going on around the NFL at this point. You know, the draft's coming up in April. We got free agency starting in March. We're going to leave Derek Carr out of this, dude, because we've been bringing his name up a little too much. But uh, going off of it, man, a free agent quarterback, well, a guy who's going to be a free agent, is demanding turn down, I guess, $32 million a year and is saying he wants a little over 40 to 45. Daniel Jones, like, seriously, man, 45 mil? What's your guys' take on that? All right, so he is – he might be worth maybe 22. 32 was very generous by the Giants. Not going to lie. I mean, he had a good year last year, but he's not that guy. You know, he's not Mahomes. He's not Lamar because I know he, Lamar's going to probably ask for a ton of money. But for him to ask for $45 million, dude, he's, he's on, a, on some good shit there. Yeah, 45 is – Definitely a bit too much. Uh, I'd I'd probably say there's a good five or six quarterbacks in the league that deserve forty five million a year, and he's an average starting quarterback at best. Uh, this year, obviously, he he made a case for a bigger contract than he would have gotten, uh, but still, he only had fifteen touchdowns and threw threw for barely over three thousand yards. Uh, he brought his he brought his rating up a little bit, but like he's just he he's like Cam said he's not that guy. Like he could work he could work in the system. He could obviously take the team to the playoffs, but I he he just doesn't he doesn't have that it factor that that deserves that kind of money. Uh, I personally think it's a good decision by uh, Daniel Jones. I know you guys are like saying why like. Come on, man. But, like, what is he supposed to do? Say, oh, I want 20 mil or 30 mil a year? No, you want to shoot for the absolute max you want because you know you're going to get brought down a little bit. So I think he's going to end up accepting, like, 30-something. But I would do the same thing. I would say I want to start at 45. And they're going to say, no, you're nuts. I'm trying to give you 32. And then it will end up being let's meet in the middle at 38 or 37. And then, you know what I mean? So then both parties are, like, feel like they're getting a deal. But in all reality, like, Daniel Jones is getting a deal. See, wasn't wasn't he already offered forty mil? I thought the Giants are, or maybe like thirty five mil. Yeah, I think it was thirty five in like the middle of the season when they were able to negotiate, and then negotiations had to stop. I could have sworn they were at thirty five because they were trying to get him and Saquon signing together to where they offered Saquon the twelve mil, and now Saquon wants sixteen. So yeah, I think that's what happened with Danny Dimes. See that I like I, I agree with you, Dylan. You definitely have to like shoot higher than what you're expecting. That's just like how you negotiate. But there's like it, there comes a time where like you're just asking for way too much, and it, it becomes just disrespectful, honestly, to the organization. Dude, he's lucky to get he was lucky to get that offer of thirty two. You know what I mean? Like he's just acting like a greedy bastard at this point. Like, he's not worth $45 million, dude. Like, I think it was Cameron that said there's five, maybe six quarterbacks in the entire league worth $45 million. Jalen Hurts might not even get 
45 mil. I mean, it's it, he's expected to get 50, but he might not even get that. Like, you know what I mean? For Daniel Jones to want that is bizarre to me. And for her, him to turn down 32 million is blows my mind. Absolutely blows my mind. But I think if, um, I think they'll probably end up settling at 32 since they already offered it because I don't think he's worth any more than that. He's not going to get pay. He's not going to get a bigger offer than that from any other team. There's not a chance in hell. Um, so yeah, I think they'll end up like settling at 32 most likely, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, I, I agree with him though that yeah, go and shoot for the money. Don't get me wrong. You had a season to where it was, it wasn't mediocre like a normal Daniel Jones type season. Like he actually did lead his team to the playoffs with no supporting cast really around him besides Saquon. You know, so I think that's where it comes into factor of how uh, you said, Steven, uh, it's a little bit greedy. You know, uh, you need to bring people in there. Uh, I know we've seen what Kenny Galladay coming in. It's not really anything that people thought. You know, they signed Kenny Galladay to like a four-year, 70-some million dollar deal to where he's making 19, 20 million a year, and he's just just flat out sucks. You know, I think he had a total of what, four catches. He had more drops and catches this season. It's just horrible to think a guy who had all this upside to him when he was in Detroit can go and just play like that for an organization. Now with Jalen Hurts, it's just different. There's a big money situation going on there. Uh, they've asked their veterans if they can restructure their cap or their salaries and contracts a little bit. Jalen Hurts deserves that money, and what sucks is is um, A.J. Brown said he only came here now to play with, like, Jalen Hurts. Same with, like, how Carter and Devontae. And now A.J. saying, well, if you don't pay Hurts, shit me off wherever he goes, and I don't want to see us lose both of them. And then if we lose A.J. Brown, we lose all that guaranteed money we gave him. You know, it's it's a horrible thing, and – I just think with Philly's cap room, dude, it's just a, a tough, man. Like, they, they do this a lot, man. It's back, like, in 2017. You build a, a good, solid team for one season. You have all these cap holes then and stuff like that, and now you can't really do anything much off of it. So, they Philly has to figure that out. That's for certain. But I think New York's priority is definitely Saquon. You know, I would hope to – Gets Saquon Barkley back over Daniel Jones. There's a lot of quarterbacks in free agency, the draft that would be a good fit in New York. And Daniel Jones isn't really showing you enough to where it's like a big time winner. Can we do something with Daniel Jones in postseason, make a run? Absolutely not. So I think there's room to always go. And they have a good team around them, a pretty good line. You sign Saquon back and you have a good defense. All you need is the receivers and a quarterback. See, but that's what blows my mind, though, is that you offer Daniel Jones all this money, you pay Gally, or Kenny Galladay all this money, but you're going to be stingy with a top five court, or running back in the league, Saquon. Like, you know what I mean, dude? It's just they're, they need to get situated over there in New York, man. I, I just like laughing at them, honestly, since they're a rival team. I mean, I don't know. I think the concern with Saquon is his uh, injury history. And then, like, uh, 
you know, he had a good season this year, but like even since they drafted him, he had a good rookie season. And then this year, besides that, the other few years were injuries and like, you know, not that so great seasons, but I think they're trying to fall in. They're not trying to fall into the Ezekiel Elliott situation where they're going to pay him and then he's just going to end up losing the legs and stuff like that. So I think that's why they're like hesitant about giving him the top money. Yeah, I think it goes to show a lot like with running back situations, uh, like you said, and or Brandon, whatever, running backs come and go in this league. You know, it's not really hard to go and find a running back anymore. You can plug a running back in. For example, like who would have thought Isaiah Pacheco, a seventh rounder, was going to have this incredible season that he did with Kansas City. He was on their practice squad. Wasn't even ranked in there. He was with splitting, or not even splitting, but Clyde Edwards and McKinnon were getting more of the touches. A guy, dude, that like that's it sucks for Ronald Jones. You know why sign him even to just let him not play? You know, like that's what aggravates me with teams is you sign these guys and they get you gain interest to bring these guys over because they're like, oh, I'll go play for a winning team, and then they just don't play. Like now, if he went to any other team, dude, Chicago, for example, who was like with Montgomery, but for example likes that one-two punch with running backs, it would have worked out a lot better. But these guys these days want to go and, and chase that ring, which there's nothing wrong with that, you know. But I, I just feel like Ronald Jones was a guy that really stepped up when it came down to it in Tampa. Then Leonard Fournette came there, took took over. But still, Ronald Jones was having like 700 to 900 yards on the ground a year and was having over a thousand scrimmage yards, even with Fournette. But going off of that, uh, you know, Taylor Lewan, Robert Woods got released. We're seeing Robbie Woods, man, saying, Oh, I'm freed. What team should I go play for, dude? I'm, I, I used to like Robert Woods, but man, you put yourself in Tennessee. Don't say free me. If anyone should be saying free me when he gets freed, it's Brandon Cooks from Houston. But what's your guys' take on, like, Robert Woods, man? Like, who is, who is he now to be a number one anywhere? Honestly, I don't see him being as productive as most of the running backs in the league. Not going to lie to you. I mean, it depends on which team he goes to and how productive their offense would be with that caliber running back, but I'm not saying he's like Woods is a receiver. What's up? Robert oh, Woods bad. is a receiver. My bad. But I mean, either way, regardless, I mean, it would be dependent on how well the receiving core is. I don't know where he would go. I don't think he's like everything that I just mentioned about him being a running back apparently is the same that holds up for him being a wide receiver. So, I mean, it's, it doesn't change the conversation that, like, oh, he goes here, the whole offense is affected by it, you know? So, I don't know. I don't have a guess on where he would go. He, he more so has to, like, reestablish himself. Like, at this point, like, he's not going to go get a big money bag next year. He's If I was him, I'd try to go to an offense with a good quarterback and see if I could get back, like, to how he was in L.A. before the injury. But, I don't know. I, I feel like – Every receiver that like tears his ACL, the year, the following year, the first year after the surgery, they're never like back to themselves. And then like the second year is where it's like, okay, now you're going to see more like themselves. Like 
there's a thing Odell had that situation, which that's what I was worried about with Dallas talking about signing Odell and the talks are back up again with him. But like, I was worried about that because I see with Michael Gallup, like he didn't have that productive of a year. So I'm hoping next year, like he'll be back to fully healthy and be able to be productive again. So I don't know. I would just try to look for the best situation if I was him, have a good year next year. And then the following year, you know, maybe sign a one-year deal or a two-year deal if you could and just have a good year and hopefully go find, you know, your money the following year. Yeah, I agree with you, Dylan. Uh, he definitely has to get back on track. I feel like everyone just like forgot about Robert Woods and like what he could do on the football field. Uh, when he was with the Bills and the Rams, uh, he was arguably a top 15 wide receiver in the league and he was a number one. Obviously now he's getting up there in age. I think he's like 30. Uh, and that's usually where receivers fall off, especially after big injuries like ACL tears. Um, I don't know. I think he just has to go somewhere where he could be, he could be a good number two and most importantly where he could fit in and, and feel like he's part of the offense and he's contributing to the team. Cause like in Tennessee, he really didn't do anything. They didn't really make plays for him. They didn't create opportunities for him. So I think that that's important for him to get back on track uh, just in terms of being more productive and uh, being, I don't know, being used better like he was in L.A. Um, but for Taylor Lewan, uh, I'm surprised that they released him. Uh, he was a four-time pro bowler. Uh, he did, Very he did a, inconsistent, though, dude. He's been injured a lot. Yeah, he has, he has been injured a lot, but uh, – I mean, I felt I feel like when I when I thought of Tennessee, I thought of like three players, and he was one of them. And he definitely showed love for the city. And so I'm 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 so I'm I'm surprised they released him, but I guess I understand like why they did it. But uh, it'll be interesting to see where he goes. Uh, he could he could be a a, sleep, a sleeper pick for a, a team in need of a. a I'm thinking. I'm thinking Pittsburgh. He's been mentioned in Pittsburgh a lot, and I know he's been saying to, uh, for Pittsburgh to reach out to him that he'd love to go play there. But like him and TJ Watt have this beef, and he's trying to squash the beef. But he spit in TJ Watt's face like two years ago or something like that mm-hmm. on the game. I, I'm not a fan of Taylor Lewan. You know, he's a very good tackle. I just think he's really cocky, but. Yeah, like I can see him definitely going and being a good contributor somewhere if he can maintain the healthy status. Like you said, he's a four-time Pro Bowler. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. He can go to Pittsburgh. For Robert Woods, dude, it like you got. I agree with Ethan and um, Dylan one hundred percent. He has to reestablish himself, man. I think he he ends up somewhere like maybe New England, like where somebody in need of a receiver that they can pay pretty cheap or maybe even Green Bay, man, he's a vet. He has some knowledge under his belt. Um, He can – I'm sure he can still teach Christian Watson a thing or two, you know what I mean, because he's looking all right in his first year. So I think he'll go to a team like that, that he can play a good role as a number two, like Ethan said, and somewhere that – just is in desperate need of a, of a wide receiver because he really didn't put on a show 
in Tennessee, like, at all. None of them wide receivers did, honestly. Like, they were all pretty bad. Um, And for him to act all cocky like that and say, where should I go play? Where should I go play? Like, you're not one of the top dogs in this league, bro. Don't act like you can just play for any team. You'll be lucky to get a one-year deal. Like, and as for Tyler Lewan, like Luke said, I'm not a – I mean, I like Tyler Lewan. I think he's a good player, but like Luke said, I think he's also very cocky. So I don't – I think he could be like a sleeper pick too. I don't know if any team would really is in desperate need for somebody like him right now, but I don't know. We'll see what happens with Lewan. But as for Woods, I could see him going to a team like New England or Green Bay. Ethan, Ethan mentioned this, that this season we're seeing guys like – just getting all like cut with cap room stuff like this. Like it's one of the off seasons where um, that's just shit stuff's just happening. You know, I think it's just a big though wide receiver carousel right now. You know, like all these guys are getting just what's the rumors with D hop D hop just went there, you know, and D hop's been proven though, man. Like what's crazy. The PED uh, suspension that he had, the six games in, now that his no-trade clause, because when he first signed that, he's his own, like, manager, so his no-trade clause got waived because he got suspended. Now, that's a guy I know Bill Belichick loves D-Hop. I know Dylan's probably been seeing it with Dallas, interested in getting D-Hop. That'd be huge. I think he – if I'm not mistaken, I in last season I watched the statistic that they brought up during the game. He is the, has the most catches since, like, 2017 or 16 on the outside of the numbers to where he's just that good at running outs, running flies. D-Hop, dude, is even though he's 31, he still it still looks like he hasn't lost a step. And we said, though, with hitting, like, 30 years old, this is when receivers start their decline process. Is there something that Arizona's seeing that we're not in a way? to where they picked up Hollywood Brown. You know, they just got rid of Christian Kirk, even though that was a free agency, like letting him go. But what I'm wondering why really move on from D-Hop? What are they seeing that other people aren't? And is it maybe the cap room situation? Who knows? I mean, <clears throat> I'll go ahead, Ken, my bad. You go ahead. But, uh, I was thinking, I, I mean, I'm pretty positive on this one. It's just like the – the uh, relationship with the organization at this point. Like I think D hop and Kyler were just not happy together this past year, multiple scenes of them arguing on the sideline. Uh, I don't, I think it's more D hops not happy with Kyler than Kyler is not happy with D hop. And I think like it just got to the point where D hop basically was like, I don't want to deal with this nonsense anymore. They did get a new head coach, but I don't know. I think that's like where it became a thing, not anything to do with cap. I think it's just more so like, you know, having a healthy locker room. Yeah, I was going to bring that up, Don. Uh, I think one one of the main reasons why D-Hop didn't work out in Arizona is because of the relationship he has uh, with the guys in the locker room. And uh, obviously we saw him uh, during the games last year arguing with Kyler Murray almost almost every time they'd show the sideline, them two on the sideline, they'd be arguing or he, having like a heated conversation over something. And – you know, with, with uh, Cliff Kingsbury, too. Obviously, he's gone now. Uh, they got Gannon in there. Uh, 
And also, Arizona, they're just not – they're not in the right place to win right now. And I think that's what D-Hop wants in his career right now. Uh, early in his career with the Houston, they were winning. They were making the playoffs. Uh, there was no – like, no controversy over there at, at the time. And no one ever saw him leaving there. And then once controversy started, then he, he won it out. Same thing with Arizona. So – I think he just needs to find a place where, you know, he could he could uh, play without any uh, distractions off the field, and uh, you know, develop a good relationship with with his quarterback, especially. I mean, I got a good place for him down in Cleveland. Him and Deshaun. I mean, if you're Cleveland, you know that they have chemistry. They they've been together for years, and it worked very well. So I mean. I don't know. Just threw it out there. Yeah, that's a good take, actually. But I, I don't know. I don't know if they their cap situation. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. They paid him a lot of money. money. Plus, they have Amari Cooper, and I don't, <clears throat> I don't see what yeah, they're getting Amari a lot too. No, I would agree with both of you is that he needs a good, clear uh, locker room. Like Kyler Murray is an issue. I think everybody. Everybody knows that right now. Um, but like Luke said, of, I think – A lot of people would say Kyler Murray's selfish. I would agree with that 100%. Who was it that came out and said he was selfish on social media? Pat P. Pat, Pat P. P. said he was, he's a selfish player. And, uh, yeah, a lot of his people – you can just go and see Kyler Murray's like that. He just has that, like, attitude, man. It's a shame because like he's a he's a good athlete, man. He's a, he was a baseball player for the A's. I mean, he got drafted by the A's, but he didn't play. It's a shame. But you were saying, Luke was saying that uh, the Pats are a good place for D Hop to go. I agree with that 100 percent because I think that's a good relationship that he could build with Belichick and even Mac Jones if he decides to stay there. Not 100 percent sure what's going on with that situation, but to have a young quarterback and a veteran wide receiver, that's a good combo. Yeah, because Mac never really had that clear, like, straight-up number one, like, a great guy. Like, he had, what, Kendrick Bourne? You know what I mean? Like, it's not – but, like, again, are, are the Patriots in that? I think their their mindset is always they're in that win-now mode, you know, that they always believe they can get back to the promised land. But, dude, that division is it's stacked with Buffalo. That's Buffalo's division or Miami's, man, how I look at it. You know, uh, the Jets are going to up and come. I believe that, truthfully. I believe the Jets are a QB away. But, Steve, what's your take on the D-Hop situation? I agree with Ethan and Dylan, man, again. Um, I think D-Hop is starting to get up there in age, and I think he knows that. And I think he just wants to go somewhere that he can win – games like like a contender you know what I mean like how Houston was with Deshaun like you were saying I think he just wants to try to win before he retires you know what I mean because he's a very good receiver he's without question top 10 in the league I think he's like maybe you could argue that he's top five when he's playing his best football um he's just needs and New England's another good place for him and I can see playing that's a very good spot that I can see him playing because like you said he can build a relationship with Bill Belichick. Mac Jones is a young quarterback that has a rocket for an arm on him, too. He can throw the ball pretty far. Um, we all know that D-Hop likes catching those deep balls, man. I mean, he has one of the greatest catches ever um, in the end zone, man, that he caught 
what was it last year when he was getting tripled in the end zone? He loves catching that deep ball, man. You know what I mean? And he needs to go somewhere where he's going to get fed that ball or go somewhere where you can pick up or like teach these young guys, man, that, what you know, you know what I mean? Because he's without a question, the first ballot hall of famer, I think um, he's had a great year. I mean, not a great year, a great um, uh, career. And what, I don't know, man. It's just there's a lot of teams that he he could go and like how we were how Robert Woods was saying, where should I go to? DeAndre Hopkins should be saying, where should I go to, man? Because he can go anywhere, honestly. He he could at 31 years old, he really could go anywhere and play where he wants. And that's what I think he'll end up doing, honestly. Like like you guys said too, Kyler Murray's a toxic player. Why would you want to have that as your quarterback? You know what I mean? You don't want this young snob in the locker room telling you what to do. You know what I mean? You're one of the best receivers in football. Go somewhere where you're going to get treated like that. You know what I mean? He, I think he just wants the respect that he deserves, honestly, and he wants to win games. Arizona's not in a winning situation right now. We, you know you know why, like, I don't think <clears throat> the New England – like, I understand where everybody's coming from with the whole New England thing, but the reason I don't think it's going to happen is um, Belichick just – if you, like, look at past history, he's not a very uh, – sign or like trade for big players he 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 doesn't even sign players to big contracts i mean brady was a cheap guy for, for his, his whole career and like you can't even go back years and name like a big receiver that they paid a whole boatload of money to he's just always the draft the next guy up we're going to teach you the ways that's just, and then once you're worth a lot of money see you later like that's basically what he does so that's the only thing that makes me think like this might not work out. Belichick's just always sticking to his own way. Like he won't pay anybody too much money, which I like that. See what that, that worked. God, Cam. No, I, I actually agree with Dylan there. Like that's, that's a good point. Cause a lot of the wide receivers, the last wide receiver that I think that they even paid. Was like Moss. Cause they didn't pay. Yeah. Randy Moss. They didn't pay Edelman that much money. Yeah. But I was wondering who's, who's Seattle's number two behind DK. Because I think that would be Lockett. a good spot. For Tyler Lockett. And Lockett. Tyler Lockett's okay. still very good. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was going to say, because they're in a rebuild, too. With with what you said, Dylan, right, about you don't see Belichick doing that, stuff like that. Here's the thing, though. is Brady, it was, it, I'm not going to go and throw it and say all Tom Brady, but Tom Brady was able to go and develop these guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. So now when Brady was in his younger career – they brought over Wes Welker. They brought Randy Moss. They brought guys in like that to get him in the groove of things. You know what I mean? Get him this stud receiver with Randy Moss. Get him this great slot guy with Wes Welker. Then Julian Edelman comes out of nowhere. You know what I mean? Like, But at the, towards the end, it was all, hey, let's draft these guys, make them good. Like they, All they needed with Tom Brady was you can throw a guy like Danny Amendola in there. You know, but like I think Mac Jones isn't fully developed yet. We've seen him have a good season with Kendrick Bourne and whoever else they had. Aguilar, right? Jacoby Myers was there. Yeah, and you, Jacoby. Yeah, that's who I was thinking of. Um, yeah, we've seen Mac Jones have a Pro Bowl season two years ago with with guys like that. I think though that he needs that one guy that. There's no excuse then if if Mac Jones can't get it done. You know what I mean? Like, because there's a lot of that controversy with him that, oh, he don't really have anyone. I know he's pissed off now that Matt Patricia didn't get that job in Denver. 
And now Matt Patricia is coming back to being the assistant in New England. Him and Mac Jones butt heads a lot. And, like, Mac Jones was going to request a trade because of Matt Patricia. And I think that's ultimately why, why – why he was saying, all right, I'm going to go see if I can get this defensive coordinator job in Denver. I think a big uh, wide receiver carousel is going on around the league. Dylan, one thing I want to ask you, knowing these rumors, what are the odds that you'll take that you see Stephon Diggs is going to be a Dallas Cowboy? Because that's the the thing that's flying all over right now. I was just going to say that, dude, because they're talking about trading him. All right, well, first thing I want to say with the uh... – before we move on to the Stephon Diggs stuff, I want to say uh, the whole thing with the Patriots. The, the reason I could see Butch or Belichick maybe doing it is because the league is changing. It's more like – so like the Rams did the one year like we're going all in. You've seen that this year. The Niners went all in with getting McCaffrey and stuff, but they ended up having the injury quarterback injuries that just like screwed them up. Philly went all in. So it's more so come, becoming like the NBA where it's like – teams are like more so trying to stack up just to get that chip. Cause like without it, you're not going to get it. So maybe Belichick will come to like a realization, like we're not going anywhere unless we start picking up some big names, some big time playmakers. But uh, so yeah, that, that's what I want to say about that. Now moving on to Diggs, I know his brother is trying to recruit him there, but I don't, I mean, I understand you want to play with your brother, but like, I don't know. Trevon Diggs is supposed to be getting paid soon. So like, you're not really helping out your case here. Like, you know, Jerry should be going up to Trevon saying, you know, you want your brother here. You're going to have to take a little bit less money. That's a good negotiation thing right there. And then they might do that because that's family stuff. I mean, not like a tremendous amount of money, but you might save like, you know, two or three mil just off of like getting his brother there. But I don't know. I don't really see it happening. I just, I would love for it to happen, but it just, it seems too unlikely to me. Yeah. I think that it seems just a little far fetched, you know, uh, here's an idea. I don't know if this would be anywhere in the realm of possibility, but what if they gave the brothers one contract and they split it between the two? Of them? I don't know if that's even possible, but it, Jerry Jones does weird things sometimes, you know? No, I don't think that's ever been done. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think you're, you're playing a little bit too much Madden there, Cam. No, yeah. I'm just saying, like, how how weird would that be? Like, yeah, I I, I, I don't know. I have no idea, dude. I I don't think that it works. Well, I, I mean, think it'd be cool. I just think it would be pointless because it'd be like, why not just make two separate contracts then with the same amount of money? Well, I know. Yeah. Like, it's just like something. <laughs> I'm just think. thinking that. No, <laughs> no, it's a funny thought. It's, it's real, but yeah, it's funny. I don't know. Me and Brandon would never be able to agree on that. No, just because then if one of you play like crap, then you both have to get traded. You know what yeah. I mean? Or or oh, one, yeah. or one is <laughs> saying, "Yo, I'm working a little harder for this uh, this five mil that we're splitting." You know what I mean? Yeah, they rip a family apart, giving them that contract. Yeah, well, I wouldn't want to be at that dinner table. Um, going with that, then we got you know Alvin Kamara, obviously. You know, like a guy like that, dude, is one of the best running backs probably in the league. I I didn't know. I know he's, what, 27, 28? And now we're seeing probably the ending of his career, I most would say. 
with all these, what the video just came out about him. What's your guys' take on that? Should he be done? I don't think he should be done, but I mean, I think it's going to end up being like a Kareem Hunt situation when he was in that elevator with that girl. Because um, I don't think he'll be a saint next year. I definitely don't think he'll be with New Orleans next year. I think he'll go somewhere else. But I think this will end up turning into a situation like Kareem Hunt, man. You have a very talented running back. And this is just going to make his value go down, like, money-wise. You know what I mean? Like, this is a guy now that teams are going to look at, not next year, but, like, in the years to come, where you can pay this guy cheap money and he'll do big things for you. You know what I mean? Not only is he one of the best running backs in the league, he's one of the best receiving backs, too. He can catch the football. Very well, I would say the only better receiving back in the league, honestly, is Christian McCaffrey than Alvin Kamara. Um, and yeah, man, I don't. I think it's a shame what's happening to him. I mean, like you can't be doing that when you're a star. You know what I mean? Like you're. It's a night you know, nightclub incident, dude. He's all yeah. fucked. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's all, he's all hammered, dude. I mean, dude, he was saying that the guy was, like, saying stuff to him, dude, like, whatever, man. And, I mean, I just think he's 27. It's a tough thing. It's a tough thing. You know, I, it's just we're. I think we're going to see possibly a one-year suspension. And guys like that, you just want to say anything else about Camaro, though? Yeah, I was just going to add that. Uh, this could be a lot like like Ray Rice's situation, um, where it it could be the detriment of his career. But yeah, there's also something in the back of my head. This incident happened a year ago. Don't you think the Saints already knew about this? Like that the NFL knew about this incident when it happened. Like literally the night that it happened, they knew the next day because he played in the Pro Bowl, and then after that. He got escorted off the field and was taken into questioning. So the fact that the NFL already let him play a whole year with this knowledge, obviously after the video drops and everything, he'll have to deal with the legal charges and stuff like that and probably face the suspension eventually. Uh, but I, I, I feel like, I feel like he could continue playing for the saints, honestly, after this, because I, I feel like they, they already knew about it and, I mean, he played last year, obviously. Knowing how dumb the NFL and Goodell are or can be, they gave Watson, like, such a short percent uh, suspension, and they gave, uh, what, Ridley a full year for gambling. Like, he's not – I don't think he's going to get a full year suspension. Yeah, 15, right yeah, yeah, Ridley gambled $1,500 and wasn't even on his own team. I know. It's – I think it's going to be like an eight to 10 game suspension. And then if the saints decide to keep them, which I think they should to be honest with you. I mean, who else are they going to get? That's really better. Going to keep relying on what little old Mark Ingram. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, Ethan read my mind with the, or man, like it's not, I, I, I think it's nothing like, like what, like it's a kind of a similar situation, right? But it's also like it's him and another guy. I don't know. It's it's just whatever. I think Kamara is going to end up coming back in the league. It's I mean, how bad he beat the crap out of that guy is what beyond me. 
going off of that, dude, um, I know Dylan's going to like this one. Cowboys are unlikely to franchise tag Dalton Schultz, so he's going to be a free agent. I know you liked him this season, that he was like being reliable, getting the job done. What do you think? See you later. I don't want I, – I wanted to franchise tag him last year, and I wanted to let him go this year. Now, this year I want to franchise tag Pollard and let him go next year. Um, take it full, take full advantage of that franchise tag. Just do it for one year and get rid of him the next year. And uh, I like uh, Jake Ferguson coming up. I seen Travis Kelsey just said the other day how there's a couple of young tight ends that he really likes coming up, and one of them was Jake Ferguson, the rookie from last year. And he had a couple standout plays last year, but he just didn't get that many snaps because of Dalton Schultz. So and the game that Dalton Schultz missed too, Jake Ferguson had a real good game. I think he had a touchdown. He had like maybe 60-some yards. So I'm excited to see the, the young guy come up and save a little bit of money by letting Schultz go. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Dylan. I think it's definitely the right decision for them to get rid of Schultz. I mean, like you said with Ferguson – there's there's guys that they have already that could step up and be reliable just like Schultz was. Uh, they have Peyton Hendershot too, who I, I kind of like him too. Um, I feel like they're they're all kind of like the same player. So getting getting rid of Schultz really shouldn't be that big of a deal because they have a lot of other positions that they need to worry about more than that in tight end. And I think I think when you know you have a guy back there too, it's not hard. Like with tight ends too, it's more reliability with tight ends. I think if you're a good blocker, you can go downfield, get in the right spots to make catches. This is why Travis Kelsey evolved so good. And like like when uh, Zach Ertz broke the record, dude, Zach Ertz was just finding parts of the field, dude, that were wide open, picking out the zones, just getting into spots. I think with tight ends, dude, they're another spot that's not like it's not the easiest to find, but it's also not a position that requires a lot besides like being could you be a run blocker and could you actually have that vision to ne- to go into zones, find find the spots, man. <laughs> what you like that little bear that bear burp. And mid mid a mid word there. Yeah, you know, but um, with that too, Dylan, we're seeing a lot of these rumors too with Dak Prescott. Cam was saying that they're looking at CJ. Is is it is it all right to is it all right for you to let to you know cut the strings with Dak and let it let it go in your heart? No, dude, it's all that's because of the Dallas Cowboys. The whole reason these quarterback names are coming up is because everyone loves to talk about the Cowboys. They're not serious. They already said that Dak's the future. Dak's going to be there for the next four or so years. Jerry Jones already said he wants to extend him. I agree. Keep him. I don't see a reason to get rid of him. I think everybody's just – everyone lives in the moment. They see one year and they're like, I'm done, I'm done, which he still didn't have a very bad year. Interceptions-wise, yes, he had a bad year. But other than interceptions, I mean – and you could argue a handful of them weren't even his fault. So, I mean, I'm not – and I think it comes with a little bit of confidence stuff like – you know, sports are a very mental game. And I think once he started having those interceptions and everybody was talking about it, it sort of like played a little bit into his head. And that's why he ended up playing a little bit worse. But like, you know, I think he played phenomenal in the playoffs. And then he went and played, he ended up playing uh, the Niners. And I think the Niners are the best defense in the league. And I think that's anybody's going to struggle against them. 
Don't even give me the ego stuff. They didn't even they 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 were on their defense was on the field the whole game. But no, I mean, I think I think he's one of the top ten. Boy, I think see that little smirk or something, Dylan. Yeah, I'm taking I'm taking Dak still to be like pushing top ten quarterbacks in the league, and I know people are gonna think that's bizarre. But next year, I think he'll be back in the like Dak's not actually a bum, and Dallas should never get rid of him. He's the, he's their guy. They were talking on the herd, I think either yesterday or today, that they if Aaron Rodgers leaves the NFC, that Dak Prescott would be the second best quarterback in the NFC. Which I completely agree with because I don't think Stafford's better because he's old and has his behind the... who? Well, of course, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, but I don't know. I think it is in their best interest to keep Dak Prescott. I don't think Ohio State quarterbacks really excel in the NFL. I mean, you could argue Burrow, but he's obviously an NFL court or uh, LSU quarterback. But who else? I mean, do we have Ohio State quarterbacks playing Chase in the XFL? Fields. Fields, man, he's. Bum. Running quarterback, I don't really agree that he needs another year to be proven that he's successful Bum. in the NFL. He's playing oh. with Chicago, dude. Who's his receivers, man? He don't even got a line. Uh, Justin Fields could not throw a football if his life depended on it. I agree with Steve there. There is no chance, dude. That's why he runs 24-7. He could not throw that ball. Well, he also has no offensive line. So you I know, mean, Even at Ohio State, dude, I, I literally run. asked Luke, dude. I, he, this kid cannot. I think he has the lousiest arm in the NFL, without question, for starting quarterbacks. You know, you know who I think of him as. I think, and you guys are gonna go nuts, but him, him and Hurts remind me of each other. Besides, <laughs> this past year, Hurts has become a way better passer. But like, so going back, not not this season, but two seasons ago, they reminded me a lot of each other. Like just the way they like were very good runners. They're like the same kind of runner. It seems like, but I mean, obviously, Hurts. Has fucking has uh, become oh, much more evolved. So, we'll yeah, I, I honestly, yeah, I do agree with you, Dylan. Uh, Fields does remind me a lot of Hurts in the way he plays, but I think for Fields, he'll have to make a, a even bigger jump than Hurts made last year. Yeah, for sure. Because I mean, Hurts, Hurts, he could at least like throw the ball with somewhat accuracy. Yeah. And all, all, all they're using now what is throwing is that Hail Mary that he had in, in the Super Bowl. <laughs> That's what everyone's saying now about Jalen Hurts. Like, what? I was slinging the rock. Jalen Hurts can definitely throw. I think with a guy like Justin Fields, though, you want to keep him around in that locker room. Just, dude, he has that swagger. He, uh, running quarterback's hard to stop, man. Like, even if you go and game plan and you know, all right, he's going to throw for less than 150 yards. Which is bad to say, honestly, for a QB. Because I was trying to look up. Oh, did he throw a 300-yard game this year? I don't think so. I think he had 254 tops at Green Bay. But like a guy like that, dude, he almost just broke Mike Vick's record, and he decided not to play the last game. I think with a guy like that, you have to keep him. But I know the rumors are circulating, man. The rumors they got that first overall pick. Justin Fields is in the hot seat right now to be traded. A lot of teams, though, you can't tell me I'm wrong. A lot of teams would go and trade for Justin Fields. I think Tampa Bay is a good organization for him to be in. Switch it up there from the pocket passers that they usually have with Jameis and Brady and go and bring that little bit of mobility to where you can have a good shotgun guy. You can have that 
guy that, all right, we, we don't have to just sit back. We need a spy now. You know, it's, I think Justin Fields, man, could develop very, very good, you know, but that's up to him and his work ethic. And I just think Chicago was a horrible spot with Matt Nagy too. Like Jason Peters, when he played there, he was like, dude, they got nothing there for Justin. So we'll see what happens with the first overall pick. I think I think they'll either trade Fields or and take Bryce Young, which I'm not high on Bryce Young. Bryce Young's a five foot eight quarterback. I mean, I can't be saying anything because I'm five six. You know, you're not five six. What do you think I am? You're a good five nine. Yeah, I'm pretty high on Bryce Young to be honest with you, man. Yeah, thanks, dude. I mean, there might be some ladies watching this. We got to get your height up there a little bit. Yeah, I was thinking. I I was thinking that I was you know closer to five eleven. You know, five, yeah, you know pushing push six. You always got to round up. Yeah, yeah you know what dude, I mean? If, it's, over, if it's over five, six, dude, you round up, man. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Because there's 12 inches in a foot, you know? So it goes like that with the decimals. That's not Thanks the only the 12 inches he's talking about, ladies. But, uh, no, seriously, with Bryce Young, dude, I don't know if that's going to pan out in the NFL. With You know, Kyler Murray's what? A little under six foot? Like five, ten-ish? Four, four, nine. Oh yeah, like you know, we're a leprechaun running around the field. Don't don't beat me in cod, Kyler. You know, but uh, I'm upset that he tore his ACL, dude. He was so much fun to watch him run around, around on the field. I think it was so much fun to watch him run around the field because he runs around the field with like a chicken with his head cut off. But it works. Like <laughs> his game against the Raiders, and I know it's the Raiders, but that comeback. And the, the one play at the end when he, like, scored, I don't know if it was a two-point conversion or if it was, like, a fourth down or something, but he I'm not, he was, like, running around for, like, I don't even know. It had to be, like, 20, 20 seconds. seconds. Yeah, yeah he's just, like, running around, and then he ends up just, like, walking into the end zone because he just kept running and just opened up. Like, that, I just thought it was so cool to watch. He's a very dynamic quarterback, dude. I'm not going to knock Kyler Murray Cam. What I think he he didn't go in the first round in the MLB draft, did he? Or was he the first at – Everett, I went in the first round of the MLB and first round in NFL. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure he was the first overall pick. Yeah, first, yeah, first in both. That's insane, dude. And he could have got a bag, a bag playing baseball. So why? Oh, yeah, why baseball, not? Baseball would have been the way to go because I mean, you're not, you're not damaging your body and you're, you know, making so the why, money. Why choose football then? Just more love with the game. Well, I think like you know how like people are questioning his work ethic and or whatever the hell is going on. Like maybe it's like he picked the one that he knows he has more desire to play because if he's going to play baseball, he doesn't really care to play. He might end up being lazy and like you know what I mean, not preparing the right way. He's uh, lazy in the NFL anyway. He's I was just going to say that, dude. Or is it because he thinks the MLB season's way longer and he has more time to play Call of Duty than when he's in the NFL? Months off. <laughs> Yeah, with baseball, he has to show up 180, 80 something. Yeah, days. dude. Yeah, he's he only he's, he's barely showing up 60 days if you really, really think about it here. Oakland A's sucked. Yeah. 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 Going, all right. Going off that, I know we had a little bit of our fun. You know, East, grab your inhaler quick because we're going to get a big, a big jump in here. <laughs> but, uh, uh, all right. We just seen Bobby Wagner got released. 
it's weird. I thought, you know, it would have panned out. He played he played till the end of the season, even when the Rams knew they were done with the playoffs. Bobby Wagner, I think, still a top ten linebacker in the NFL, arguably top like seven to five. What's your guys' take on them releasing Bobby Wagner? Is this just a cat move because I know Ramsey's about to go? Or is it just, hey, like we're going to start rebuilding a little bit? Uh, I don't know. I don't know what that would be considered. I don't know. I was saying earlier that Ramsey might go to the Chiefs. But to speak on Bobby Wagner, he's up there in age, and we were talking about this earlier too. Like – what do you assign him to? Like, how long do you think he has left? Or he might look at what Luke Keekley did. You know, like, he was an all-time great linebacker, and he retired earlier than he should have. Well, I know Bobby. Bobby's 32, but still, he was still playing at a high level. I know now what, like, linebackers. It's kind of hard to see any more linebackers playing this long in the NFL because, you know, their legs stop working as good as they are. But Bobby – Still looked very good last season. I believe he was a Pro Bowler this year anyways, even though we're, we'll say the Pro Bowl means jack squat. But, I mean, with Bobby Wagner, dude, I'd love to have him on my team, a very good organizational guy, locker room guy. You know, they're saying Seattle, bring him back, bring him back. You know, retiring at Seattle Uni, Bobby. Yeah, I think, uh, I think Bob – Bobby getting released from the Rams is really just a cat move. Uh, obviously, you can't question the dude's talent. He's been arguably the best linebacker in the NFL in the past 10 years. And even last year, uh, he was actually the highest rated uh, linebacker, according to P- PFF. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I think uh, the Rams, they just, they just need room to make other stuff work. And obviously last year was a disappointing year for them. So uh, they're just trying to move on and, uh, you know, try to try to get back to the playoffs. And obviously losing him, it will hurt slightly, but they still have 99 on that field that that is definitely the most important uh, piece of their defense. And uh, Jalen Ramsey, you know, I, I definitely could see him going to Pittsburgh. Um, it honestly just depends what his, uh, what his sort of mindset is going there. And, you know, if he's, if he's willing to, uh, you know, take on a, a harder task, not being put on a Super Bowl ready roster and going in and helping other guys develop, you know, I, I think that would be a good chance for him to show uh, his leadership and like his veteran status. Uh, but yeah. I think it'll be interesting to see where he goes. Yeah, Ramsey's 28. I have the perfect spot for Bobby right over in Dallas. They, they, nah, now, I'm not trying to tell, say everybody's coming to Dallas because it's not going to happen. Jerry doesn't spend a lot of money on free agents, but he was in talks last year. People were saying that he, a good spot for him to land was Dallas. And I think it's even more likely this year because – uh Parsons played on the edge a lot more last year was like half and half like he was at linebacker a lot so this year like they need a linebacker like their linebacker besides Wayne Vanderesh their linebackers were not that great this year so I think bringing Bobby in would be perfect and we got the connection we got Dan Quinn Dan Quinn was the defense coordinator for Seattle when the Legion of Boom was there so Bobby has a connection right in Dallas 
Dallas has money. They didn't spend money that they like saved up from last year. They didn't pay for anybody. So they have a little bit of money. I mean, I could totally see him coming and helping out that defense. I definitely think it's a cap room issue for um, LA and Dylan. I agree with you. I think Dallas is a very good place for him to end up landing. And another place that I can end up seeing him land too, man, is Kansas city because he, they don't have much going on that defense, man. You know what I mean? They're all young players still on their rookie contracts. Bring in this veteran. Let him teach these young guys a couple things dude, before he leaves the league. And like Ethan said, dude, he was just the year they won the Super Bowl. He was the highest graded linebacker in the league. Um, and it, it, I think he's a generational talent, honestly. Bobby Wagner, he's been one of the greatest linebackers of our generation at least man you know what i mean like he was part of that legion of boom he was one of the main pieces of that legion of boom like you know what i mean and he even with the 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 la defense man the year that they won the super bowl he was one of the main pieces in that he's and teams always say too like that he's played for i know he's only really played for seattle and la but they always talk about like what a leader he is so we'll we'll see what happens with him but um like I said, Dylan, I can definitely see him ending up in Dallas because of that Dan Quinn. Um, Do you guys see what, uh, what they said about when Ramsey or uh, Amara St. Brown said Jalen Ramsey come to Detroit and Micah Parsons retweeted it and said, nobody's going from L.A. to Detroit, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> like, I saw that. That was funny. It was like for real, though. Like, <laughs> Imagine like choosing to leave L.A. to go live in Detroit. Just a just a big crime city up mm. in Detroit. What is it? The eight mile, Steve. <laughs> no, I, I I can see what Dallas they can bring Mike in. I don't know about Kansas City because they got that number thirty two Bolton guy, and Bolton was a freak this year, absolutely yeah. a monster. Uh, going off of that, I well even with. What Ramsey, I was telling Ethan, that's all that's been talked about was Ramsey, Pittsburgh, Ramsey, Pittsburgh. Do, does he want to, he's 28. Does he really want to go and play somewhere where it's not a definite like AFC or NFC championship caliber team? I don't think that's the case for him. I think he's a win, a winner. He wants to win, you know? I don't know. Going you know, off that, dude, for Ramsey. Before we go off that, he is the type of dude, man. He likes lit. He's like a fashionable guy. You know what I mean? And like you said, he wants to win. What? Go back to Jacksonville, then. You know what I mean? They were in the playoffs this year. They were very good. They have their quarterback now. They're not the same team as they were when Jalen Ramsey was there when he was younger. You know what I mean? If he's going to get traded, man, go back to Jacksonville because they are. A contender, and they're only a couple pieces away. And Jalen Ramsey is very well one of them pieces that can make them be a very, very, very good contender. Well, I feel I feel like he burned some bridges over there after he left. So I, I don't know. So do I, to be honest. So do I. But I don't know. I know they were saying though, Jacksonville. There could be a chance that he goes back to Jacksonville. Going off of that. Lamar Jackson uh, says he wants what Deshaun Watson got the guaranteed twenty or two hundred thirty to two hundred fifty million guaranteed. I don't know what a guy like Deshaun necessarily because I or not Deshaun Lamar, he's been injured. I think Baltimore that's their best fit for for him, but I don't necessarily think all right. 
that's the money, man. I, I think Tyler Huntley came in and played up to par. You know, I think he'd get a good whatever, but QB, I think he can be a uh, New York Jet. That's just that's the only fit I'm seeing with Lamar, man, is as being a Jet, dude. <laughs> There's you a lot of talk about him going to the Commanders, though. That's what I'm like. Because they just got that. They got the Kansas City's offensive coordinator. Yeah. It's going to draw interest. I think Derek Carr. I know there's a lot of talk about Derek Carr going to the Jets, man, but I Jets think. Saints. Huh? Jets or Saints is going to be for Carr. You know, I think it's going to be for Carr, dude. It might be the Commanders. And I think it's going to be. And I think it's going to be Lamar for the Jets. Because. Lamar, you can do more with Lamar. You know what I mean? Why not lock him? He wants. I know he wants the money. And he wants the guaranteed money. But like we said earlier in the pod, man, they're a quarterback away from being a very, very good team, a Super Bowl contender. Like you know what I mean? Pay Lamar. You have all that young talent around him, dude. He can do big things with that. Um, if Brees Hall comes back the same way, um, after tearing his ACL, man, hopefully he does. Like, there's pieces all around. You know what I mean? Garrett Wilson was offensive rookie of the year. He was very good at receiver. He, I think Lamar, I don't think Lamar is the best arm talent, but I think he can still sling the rock. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think he, it's a Justin Fields situation. I think Lamar is definitely a, a better arm talent than Justin Fields. And I want to see Lamar in a Jets uniform, you know what I mean? Because I like him, and I always did, even when he was at Louisville. Um, I think he's an underrated quarterback in the league, and I said it before, like, what hurts and everything like that. Um, Dual threat quarterbacks that can run and throw the ball are the future of this this league. Jalen Hurts proved it this year. Um, Even with Justin Fields, man, if he can get his arm under control, like, he can be a dominant threat. And Lamar, man, has the arm. I don't think he has the great arm talent, like I said, but he's this close, man. He's that close. The thing that's weird about Lamar is, like, he's his own agent. And, mm-hmm. like, we've seen it, We've seen this before with, like, like, players do it when they're, like, older and, like, they know their market value. So it's, like, they save a little bit of money because they're, like, you're not, like, having to pay your agent. When you get paid big money, you have to give them, like, a percentage of it. But the weird thing about Lamar is like we haven't seen somebody get this like he might get the most money ever by a player in the NFL and he doesn't even have an agent. That kind of scares me a little bit with like I mean I'm not saying he's like a dumb guy but I mean I, like agents this is their like prof, like you're a professional football player that's a professional that your agent is a professional on what he does. So it kind of like sketches me out a little bit like he could end up getting like teams might be able to sneak a couple things by him that he might not realize in in the contract and mess some things up. That's yeah. but that's why. Go ahead, Ethan. Oh, okay, I'll go. Uh, I think I think that's really Lamar's mindset is get the biggest bag I can right now. I'll go. I'll go to any team that whoever's willing to pay me highest. I'll go there, and I'll prove to the NFL that I could lead any team to the playoffs. I think that that's really what he's trying to do. Because he honestly, you saw once Huntley came in for the Ravens. They didn't do much on offense. They were scoring like ten points a game. So I think, I think he he saw that too, and he's like, yeah, I I bring this whole team up, so I'll go anywhere wherever they're get, willing to give me the biggest bag, and I'm gonna take them to the playoffs. I think that that's his motivation. I think too. I'm gonna wrap this up. I think too that people don't realize what taxes, which we seen with Josh Allen's people seen that 
240 mil, he's only making that, but he's making less than that. We'll wrap up episode 11 of The Fade. Thank you guys for tuning in. Come back next week. Merch is out now. They, they're delivering. We'll see it soon. Thank you for watching.